This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Diana Ratliff. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. I want to thank 777 Sounds for making that kick-ass introduction song. You can find them on Instagram at 777sounds. Announcements, you guys. So I did get the Patreon up and popping. It is under review, so I was not able to launch it for you guys today, which I thought I would. So I have given every listener a 10% off of merch. I think there's 40 spots available for this discount, so you guys are going to want to run on over and use it. You can use it on anything, no matter what the price in the store is. You get 10% off. Your code is going to be Coven22. And that will give you, like I said, 10% off. But then I wanted to tell you guys about the tiers that we're going to have on Patreon for you and what you're going to be able to have access to as soon as it drops. You will have access to three different tier options. The first one is the beginner, which it's going to be $5 a month. This tier is going to give you bonus episodes that only patrons can access, direct access to ask questions and have them answered weekly on the podcast, behind the scenes content and then five percent off merch the next tier is the sorceress this one is ten dollars a month this tier is going to give you bonus episodes that only patrons can access direct access to ask questions and have them answered weekly on the podcast behind the scenes content 10% off merch, and you get live monthly access to the 420 friendly smoke and Q&A that we've been talking about on TikTok about doing. So every month we are going to have a Zoom. Only the patrons in my top two tiers are going to get a link. It takes you to a Zoom where you get access to a 420 like smoking community um live on zoom and then you can ask witchcraft questions on there um, and that'll kind of like bridge a gap in the community and also gives us a place where we can be 420 friendly without getting banned off of apps (laughs) so this tier also gives you um 10 off all services with me so my tarot and mediumship services you get 10 off of all of that and then Our final tier is $20 a month. This is the Crone tier. You are going to get the bonus episodes that only patrons can access, direct questions to ask questions and have them answered weekly on the podcast, behind the scenes content. You get 15% off merchandise, access to that live monthly 420 smoke and Q&A, 15% off all my services for tarot and mediumship, You also get automatic and exclusive entry into monthly free merch giveaways. You get a free Coven of Rejects sticker sent to you with your initial sign up. And then you also get 
excuse me, first access to the visual podcast. So you guys know that I've been working on in-person interviews and in-person conversations and recording that visually. So you guys will be the ones who have access to that and get to give me your feedback, your opinion on it. Let me know the kinds of things that you guys would like to see. So that's something that's going to be completely special for those of you who sign up for that Crone Patreon tier. Just something a little bit special. I want to ask you guys to please make sure that you follow the podcast, that you like it. If you guys could leave a review, that would be incredible. Um, I am in a spirituality religion genre with this podcast, and um, it makes it a little bit more difficult to get our content out there circulating and get attention drawn to it because we are not a mainstream like religious practice and we talk about so many different things. So if you guys could help me with that, make it your favorite, give it a review, give it some star likes. I would so appreciate it. Make sure that you guys are following me on social medias too, especially with updates about Patreon and new things that are going to be coming out. If you do not already follow my TikTok and Instagram, it is Gemini underscore goddess 420 and then the coven of rejects facebook page is just coven of rejects this week's guest i have sarah she is a norse pagan witch and she's going to talk to you about her upbringing and how she ended up expanding and practicing um, with freya and a few other deities so sit back get comfortable here is the life and story of sarah Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for taking the time to have a conversation with me. Yeah, of course. Um, honestly, I've been really excited about it. So, um, well, I did want to say, you know, of course, thank you for inviting me on. Um, but I'm also excited to be on a podcast that feels so grounded. Um, after listening to a couple of the podcasts so far, it strikes me the way that you format it is just very different from, I feel like a lot of them where you just get like a tiny snippet of a practice or of a spiritual belief. And it doesn't, you know, really feel that grounded, the information. And that's kind of my issue with TikTok too, is you just get like 30 minutes or a couple of, you know, seconds of, of a practice. And yeah. I love the idea of starting at the beginning and getting the whole story of the practitioner, because that's really where the magic and the, you know, the, the knowledge is. Oh, thank you for noticing that. Yeah, that's something that was, it's been very big to me the whole time because I felt like a lot of my curiosities and my feeling like I didn't fit in and belong within where I was being raised and what I was being taught started as a kid. Mm -hmm. And there was just nobody talking about this. And, and now still just nobody talks about it. And what I want is I want for somebody listening every week to one person just be like, wow, I resonate with them so much. I also grew up Catholic and, you know, or whatever, or, oh, wow, I haven't met anybody whose family, you know, has practiced for generations. That's so amazing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like uh, knowing somebody's story really helps you like get connected with them on a deep soul level. And I want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's far more effective. Um, so yeah, it's just really exciting to be a part of it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, I want to start with how do you identify yourself? Like, do you give yourself a label? I do. Um, now I typically do say that I'm Norse pagan. 
Um, but I'm kind of a new age North pagan. So I, sometimes I'll just say spiritualist because sometimes that covers it too. <laughs> now, it, when you say new age, are there like deep rooted, like traditions and things inside Norse paganism? Definitely. Um, and there's, I think there's kind of multiple kinds of paganism, even within, you know, Norse paganism. We've got, of course, the heathens and Asatru and Odinists, and they all kind of have different ideas of what the reconstruction should look like, because we're all going off of relatively vague references, you know, and a lot of the Norse literature that we have is definitely flavored with, you know, a Christian take yeah, <laughs> um, just from translations over the years. And because unfortunately the Norse didn't really write things down. <laughs> um, they were so too busy that, yeah, like pillaging villages, ways. right? What was that? I said they were too big pillage in the village. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I do think that, you know, it, but that's, I think the kind of the beauty of Norse paganism is that you get to sort of recreate it to fit exactly who you are. And I think that the gods are totally on board for that. Um, and so I think it's kind of a beautiful melting pot that we're able to create of spiritual beliefs and reconstruction um, that I hope, you know, is able to grow more. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the whole point, right. Of talking about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. And I'm going to end up probably having questions, but um, you know how we do it here. We take it back to the beginning and then we work our way there. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how your upbringing was. Were you raised um, pagan? What, what was going on? No, not at all. So my dad is super atheist and very cynical. (laughs) And unfortunately, he sort of overtook all the spiritual beliefs in the house. And those were the ones that I mostly held on to as a kid. And I always felt very atheist, like I needed rational, logical proof to have faith and And it was always sort of a challenging dichotomy for me because I'm a super right-brained person. I'm a Pisces. I'm very creative and imaginative. Um, But I had this weird like need for proof when it came to religion drilled into me from my dad. Um, But on the flip side of that, my mom is very spiritual. (laughs) She actually does like healing touch and Reiki and um, she's a, she was a midwife, you know, they're kind of a weird hippie hybrid between the two of them. So I kind of Mm -hmm. got a little bit of both, which was interesting. Um, But I definitely, as a child, adhered more to the atheist belief system. But I I would say that my parents did an excellent job at bringing a vast amount of cultural and religious diversity into my life, despite my dad's very atheistic beliefs. Um, And so at a very young age, you know, I was surrounded by people of all like from every country like my dad was and I he does Aikido and he was at a dojo that had a foreign exchange student program and so we would have on a regular basis Turkish people in our house uh you know uh Brazilian people Japanese people people from all around the world that were at our home for Thanksgiving and for holidays and I got to experience like every possible kind of culture and belief system and religion that existed from firsthand experience from these people. And it created a real sense of <clears throat> compassion and kindness. And even though, you know, I really identified myself as an atheist, I deeply believed in the kindness and the goodness of people, you know? Yeah. Um, but my mom really also wanted to make sure that I was 
ready if I ever did want to branch down the path of religion. And so we did kind of like a religious tour when I was a kid where we would go around to different churches or, you know, synagogues, temples, and participate in all the different kinds of religion that was in our area. So that when it, you know, came time for me to start asking the bigger pictures, I had reference of, you know, some, what my options were sort of, my mom, you know, really strongly believed in that. Um, and then to round it out, <laughs> we also talked a lot about the different mythologies around the world. So I'm Nor um, Norwegian. And so I grew up learning about the Norse pantheon and the Norse mythologies. And I've, you know, heard the names Freyr and Freya and Odin and Thor since I was a very little girl. My uncle is in a band called Odin's Other Eye, you know. Um, and it. my dad also, from his travels through Central and South America, told me about the Mayan and the Aztec mythologies. Um, and I also really enjoyed the Greek mythology. So I had, like, as a child, a really rich and abundant um, pool to pull from when it, came, when it came to spirituality and religion. But I just didn't quite feel like any of them really fit, which is really funny looking back on it. <laughs> I think this is so cool. So I don't know very many people who um, approach it the way that your mom did as far as the things that you get to experience and uh, letting you see what everything is so that you get to choose. I'm like that um, with my son as well. Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, the, the episodes that are appropriate, I have him listen to the podcast with me every week when it drops so that he can hear everybody's different stories and experiences and go to different churches. And yeah. I think that's so beautiful. And I love getting that connection with you of knowing that you were raised that way and that you found your path. Absolutely. And it was one of the biggest gifts that my parents ever could have given me and my mom, especially. My mom felt very, you know, hidden in her spiritual belief. She's much more pagan and spiritual than I knew as a child mm -hmm. because my dad's atheism and beliefs and cynicism kind of took up the whole space in the house. And um, she, you know, without even, I think, meaning to gave me a really beautiful gift of compassion and getting to know all of the different people. And so at a young age, I realized that we were all the same people. It did not matter who you were, where you came from. We were all beautiful and amazing and unique. And so, yeah, I think that's awesome that you're doing that with your son. Like, yes, I fully support that. I'm going to do that with my <laughs> kids. Like they do not need to be Norse. I don't care. You know, right. find whatever works for you. And I am on board with that for sure. Well, and you know, we're giving your mom credit and, and a big shout out, but also like, I, I love that your dad was like, that's not what I believe, but if that's what you're going to like, go ahead and teach them, then awesome. Yeah, absolutely. My dad is a very cultured person, despite some of his, you know, issues and some of his viewpoints. <laughs> but when it really comes down to it is he has a deep respect from, for people from anywhere. And that definitely was, was a benefit. Absolutely. Um, and I wish that more parents had the ability to bring their kids in, up in an environment where, you know, they are constantly surrounded by people that look and think and speak very differently than they do. I think that that's the best gift you could ever give a kid. I agree. I agree so much. Okay. So what happened next? So that's how you were being raised. And then yes. when did you kind of, how did you start exploring other things? Sure. So none of them really fit, like I said. So I really started going down a more creative route because that was where I really felt, you know, divine source connection, which is what I recognize it is now. But at the time, it was just, you know, what felt good. Um, and so I really jumped down the wormhole of the dance world and music world and threw myself 
into that community. And some of my most powerful spiritual and religious moments that I've had were happening while I was teaching, while I was dancing, while I was performing of some kind or creating music. Um, and that became a huge part of my life. And it's so funny because looking back on this time, I was doing so much spiritual work. I had no clue how much work I was doing. I was learning trance meditation. I was learning um, transmutation of energy. I was learning shadow work. You know, I was doing immense amounts of shadow work and journaling on my own. Um, and I also started doing sun gazing and meditation and yoga and a bunch of different things that were helping me energetically. And then, unfortunately, I sustained a really significant back injury and was forced to retire from the dance world, which had become my life mm -hmm. at that point. I had to become a professional. I'd been touring professional, mm -hmm. professionally for five years. I was, you know, deeply entrenched in this dance community and in this company. Yeah. And um, within the course of a couple of weeks, I lost everything. I lost my job as a choreographer. I lost my connection to spirituality and connection to source. I lost my trust in my body. Um, and I lost all of my friends because I was an introvert. And so all of my friends were on the team with me. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And it, it really was a shocking experience. And I think that it was, you know, planned to be that way. Um, to make so you completely isolated so that you had to look only within yourself and, and do actual healing. Yes, absolutely. And oh. it was a huge catalyst in, you know, a, a dark night of the soul that I ended up experiencing for like, you know, <clears throat> three years. And um, then I started, you know, pulling myself out. And one day my aunt said to me, why don't you go to massage school? And I was like, huh, that's an interesting idea. She was like, you'd be so good at it. You're such a caregiver. Um, just give it, you know, a shot. See, see what, what happens. So I start going around to different massage schools. Um, none of them seem to really be what I want, um, but I find one that like clicks immediately and I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. So I go to massage school and I do the whole thing. And within a year, I heal my back injury. I diagnose it myself. Um, I lose about a hundred pounds of weight that I had gained during the dark night of the soul, during this you know, abyss of grief and misery and dealing with the PTSD that I had from not only the injury of being a dancer and losing everything that you know, I felt like was everything to me at the time, but also because of the toxicity of the community that I was in. There was a severe amount of you know, um, trauma that I needed to recover from. And I went on this very long healing journey that transformed my life. Um, and it was during this time frame that my wife reached out to me. Of course, we weren't married at the time. We were just dating. But um, she and I had actually met when we were in high school. I was 15 years old when I met her. And we had the kind of connection that is like etheric. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. far beyond where we were at 15. And everybody around us looked at us like we were crazy. And we're like, you guys are nuts. This is just teen hormones. This is just teen angst. Like this isn't what you think it is. And because of all that push and pull, we ended up losing touch with each other for a couple of years. And we came back into each other's lives and she reached out to me in like a kismet moment, right as I was finishing massage school, like literally right as I was getting done. And um, it was a, a really big, I think, spiritual catalyst for me because she and I have grown so much together spiritually. Mm -hmm. um, but that also caused me to move up to Bozeman, Montana, which is where I did a lot of my introspective work and you know, started getting back into, th into understanding who I was and understanding 
what it felt like to even be me and not be ashamed of, you know, the fact that I wasn't a dancer anymore or the fact that I didn't have that body or whatever those things were, those stories I was telling myself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then this is where, you know, of course, this is where the real crazy spiritual shit starts to happen because this is when COVID hits. And during this same time frame, my wife sustained a really significant back injury. And so I went from being a massage therapist, working part-time and doing a lot of the house stuff to being to working at a bank because I needed to make more money and I was the primary breadwinner. Um, I, we literally kind of just turned everything upside down within our relationship. And then COVID was hitting and all this stuff was going on and it was just mayhem and panic and chaos, you know? And um, we decided let's move home to Colorado. And um, just to make matters worse, we, we moved into my mom's basement, you know? <laughs> oh, and no. so it's just, there's a lot of turmoil happening within our relationship. My wife is going on a healing odyssey of her own and dealing with a significant amounts of pain and surgery and rehabilitation. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, trying to be everything that I can be for her. And I start asking those really big questions. Those big, like, what does this all fucking mean? And what am I supposed to do? And um, that was when Freya came to me. So I was doing a read through of all of the Norse mythologies. And um, it had never, it's so funny because looking back on this, it had never occurred to me up until this moment that I could even be a Norse pagan. Like (laughs) that wasn't even a thought that had ever, you know, occurred in my mind. But I was listening to the Norse mythologies and I was listening to the ones by Neil Gaiman. If anybody is listening who wants to hear the Norse mythologies, I highly recommend Neil Gaiman. He's excellent. Um, And it's some of my favorite, you know, stories of all the mythologies. And I feel this presence in the car with me and it knocks the wind out of me and I'm driving on the highway, you know, like I'm trying to keep it cool and like stay focused on the road. But I feel this immense presence in the vehicle and I feel myself slipping into like this almost meditative trance state. And I can see a figure floating over my shoulder and it's a woman with long golden hair and she's wrapped in like this feather cocoon. She has these like long wings that are wrapped around her very snug. And I know in my mind that it's very immediately, even though this symbolism that I'm seeing, you know, doesn't mean anything to me at this time. And I exhale and I feel my entire body vibrating. I feel electricity electricity from the tip of my head to my toes, you know? And I lean back against the car seat and I can feel thousands of ancestors standing behind me in my corner. And I, I can't believe I'm getting emotional about this. <laughs> you were driving? I was driving while this was happening. It was the Holy... most intense experience. Okay, all right, I'm with you. I'm in the car with you visualizing. I just needed to know. Yes. Yeah. So yes, I was driving home from work while, while this is all happening. And it's a very, you know, um, I see it all happening in my mind's eye. You know, I'm seeing all of these things. It's very visual. And, um, even as a kid, I knew that I did have some sort of spiritual gift. I always was able to do this thing that I called casting out a line where I would meditate on a question and then I would image or imagine that I had like a fishing rod and I was casting a line out and reeling in information essentially. Um, I love it. It's a really great, um, you know, visual for people that want to learn foresight or seeing um, and intuiting the future. I highly recommend it because it's just very visual. And then whatever you pull in, you know, you're able to abstract, you know, what's going to happen from that. Um, And that's something I've Mm -hmm. always, you know, held with me. And this is really when 
you know, with Freya came to me, that was really when those things started coming up for me again, those things from childhood that I had kind of forgotten I had even ever been able to do. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. I felt like um, that was mediumship for me Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, it happened so much when I was a kid and then I didn't understand growing up. And then, you know, as an adult, it, when it all comes back to you, you're just kind of like, Oh fuck. Right. Right. It's really startling. Um, but also like reaffirming in a strange way, you know? Yeah. You don't feel crazy anymore. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. The pieces now you're are like, where are together. my people? And like, who, who else is like this? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so I have this, you know, kind of visceral experience with Freya in my car and it's like a switch is flipped. Like I suddenly remember that I've been Norse pagan my whole life and all of these different things that I've been doing throughout my life, dancing and meditation and sun gazing. And I mean, I used to collect rainwater and I had no idea why I did that. And now I recognize that this is, you know, a part of my practice, you know, and it's part of who I am. It's a part of my relationship with my gods. Um, and shortly after that, um, Odin came to me and then Thor came to me and I consider them to be my trinity um, which I don't know how that is for other Norse practitioners I don't know if they believe in the whole like um, what's the word that I'm looking for um, like a patroness where like you have one god or goddess that is like your primary god um, but oh, I believe okay. that I work with a trinity of them um, and it's so funny because it's I really feel in a lot of ways like the Norse gods have no chill. Like they're just so excited to welcome you into the folds um, because I was doing like, you know, not proper research at this time. I found like <laughs> a prayer off of Pinterest to Odin, which, you know, is a great idea and um, tried it out anyway. It just, it spoke to me in its own way. And he was very present with me. And it was like, you know, the dad figure that I'd always wanted, the one that, you know, respects you and thinks that you're awesome and amazing and believes in you wholeheartedly. And shortly after that, like within the week of, you know, these both events happening, I started having immense, vivid, lucid dreams. And um, they were very, what's the word, prophetic in nature. I felt, you know, that they were speaking to me on a deeper level of this is what's to come. Um, and I also recognized that they were a gift from Odin of poetry and of writing. And he was saying, write these stories, um, create worlds. And the whole idea of it is to help others develop their own intuitive and seeing abilities and gifts by giving them creative and fantastical writing that allows them to be creative within their mind's eye and use synesthesia and combine different um, senses in different ways that you wouldn't normally to start practicing and harnessing the ability to do that. Because that's really what I feel like intuition and foresight and the third eye is all about. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I get exactly what you're saying. Um, and so that's, you know, been a big thing working on it with him. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's sort of brought us up almost to where we are now. I mean, there's been some kind of crazy stuff happening lately. I don't know if we want to go into that, but (laughs) do you have any other questions? (laughs) I was just going to say, so your, um, your Trinity, your three that you work with, Mm -hmm. um, last week we had someone who works with three females. So she works with Nick's, Ooh, and then, um, Lilith and one other one. And I can't think of who it is. Is it Hakate or something? Yes. Yes. I love that Trinity. I think that's beautiful. Amazing. Um, And so anyways, I was just, when you said that, I was like, oh, and then I was thinking while you were talking how cool it is that like 
the the goddesses and energies that go to her are for like what her purpose and her mission is. And then you've got these ones that go to you because of your purpose and your mission. And I think it's really important to point that out because I think that people who really want to work with deities of mm -hmm. any kind mm -hmm. almost get almost get their feelings hurt that like someone doesn't want to work with them because all these other people get chosen. And I mm -hmm. just feel like when you're in the space and time that like you're supposed to have certain energies and, you know, deities, if you will, with you on your journey, I feel like that's just going to naturally happen. And it's not going to be in a way that it worked for somebody else because you're not them. You have your own purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that each God brings each person or each deity brings each person a specific set of lessons, specific gifts. And you can either accept them or not accept them. That's up to you whether or not you're going to do the work. But I do think that that's, that's true because, right, I think we all get caught up in the idea. I don't know what it is, but I feel like Hikate is on like a whole thing right now. I see Hikate stuff everywhere. And I think that's amazing and beautiful and awesome if Hikate is reaching out to work with you. Because I do think that Hikate has specific lessons to teach, just like Freya has specific lessons to teach. And so yes, I do think that when you when people see that on TikTok or social media and they get caught up in the idea of I want to work with these specific people or this specific pantheon, um, you have to sort of stay open-minded to the lessons that right are really in your highest good and in the development of where your soul is at right now in this lifetime <laughs> yep exactly yeah absolutely exactly. absolutely which i mean i guess that sort of leads us into the purpose of why i'm working with some of my gods i've talked a little bit about why i'm working with odin and the gifts that i feel like odin is bringing me but i feel yeah. like my primary focus and really my the primary God in my life is always going to be Freya. And that is because she's taking me down this road of healing. And I truly feel that I am meant to be, you know, and take the path of the wounded healer. I'm truly meant to walk in the healing path of my own, heal myself, and then expand that to others. And that is absolutely why I am a massage therapist and why I do what I do, you know. And I've gone down this odyssey of realizing that there is resources and texts out there when it comes to Nordic shamanism and Norse paganism, but there's not a whole lot of access to actual current practitioners. Do you know what I mean? I do. Do you do um, like rituals and things like that that are like pagan rituals? I do, um, but I don't really have any form of community or people that I invite into those rituals. They're very much um, private at this point. Yeah, no, I think that's beautiful. I was just so curious. Oh, yes. No, absolutely. I do bloats on a regular basis. Um, I also, you know, I ask my gods to participate in the, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? The protection of my home on a regular basis. And so I have my altar to them and I do a bloat to them and I ask for their assistance and the protection or whatever that it is that I'm working for in that time, the blessing. Um, the guidance in my meditation or the guidance in my practice. And I do energy reclamations on a daily basis because as a healer, I feel like you just got to be really vigilant about being mindful of your energy consumption and uh, what's happening with you energetically. Um, and so, yes, yeah, I do rituals like that all the time. <laughs> I love that. Um, I used to do them daily mm -hmm. and then I, but I don't have anybody that I specifically work with. But I was always very, 
I don't know how to say it. I've always known that I have guides. I know mm-hmm. kind, I know all the energy, like I know when they're there with me, but I've never had like a deity or somebody that I recognize in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always felt this like very intense connection with elements in general. Mm. And so I started having altars that had my crystals and then things that acknowledged every element. And then I eventually started to grow that um, and, and use that. But then now since we've moved into this new place, I haven't, I mean, I have fake plants on one right now, which like does me no good. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Not quite the elemental symbol. I'm like, the energy is there. I promise. Yeah. So I haven't done anything like that because what am I going to do? Be like, oh, earth, thanks for coming tonight with your fake plastic plants that <laughs> are derived, you know, while killing you. Totally. No, I totally understand that. And I think that's part of the problem of like a city practice in general, because I run into those kinds of issues all the time where I'm like, I do not feel like I have the right tools available to me at this moment. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I totally feel you. Um, And I think a lot of that also, when it comes to Norse paganism is, is definitely getting out of the house. Like, I feel like I recently had a mentor who suggested that to me and they were like you know when it comes to um inside house paganism which i or uh, witchcraft craft of any kind and i would suggest this to you too if you're definitely working with the elements and i'm a pisces and i'm deeply connected with water and rain and thus why i'm working with thor you know um and i do feel like breaking out of the box and getting out of the house sometimes it does us way more good even if we're in a city setting you know like there's sacred earth and sacred elements all around us don't ever overlook those just because we don't quite have the right thing on hand you know oh I love that lesson right there absolutely yeah was one I needed to learn you know because I got kind of lazy there for a while or I felt like almost like um I was being self-pitying like oh I don't have the right things and I don't have money and I can't do this and I can't do that and Freya and Odin were kind of like, stop being dumb. Like you're surrounded by earth and energy and you're surrounded by all of these things. Like it really is about intention and we will, we'll be, we'll be there, you know? Um, Yes. And I think this is so important because those who are like just beginning and just practicing, like we talked about earlier with like going on Pinterest and like TikTok having like mm-hmm. only small pieces of information. That's what mm-hmm. people are seeing. And so I think there's so much pressure of like, I need to be doing this or my aesthetic needs to be this or I need to be doing that. And yeah. literally I'm like, I have slowly collected things over years Mm-hmm. and even like right now I'm sure that at one point I would have been like oh my gosh that's so much stuff but in my mind I'm like gosh this isn't enough and like yeah you know yeah absolutely it's constantly you get caught up in that um, materialism thing that we're all sort of like deeply programmed to have and the the competitiveness of it absolutely the aesthetic idea of it like I just think that that's so silly and I, I do a lot of content on um, you know, cheap witchcraft and also <laughs> in the broom closet witchcraft because like you can practice in any way in any place and there's so much variety out there that we just, you know, just calm down and use your intuition and do what feels natural and right to you. It reminds me of that girl who did a, a spell in a Pringles can and like used glue to seal it and a bunch of people were like ripping her apart on TikTok and I was like, that is brilliant. Use what you have available to you, you know, like it's your craft. It's your practice. It doesn't have to look like anything. And these are always people who like don't practice. Like, let's be right. like, it. like, it's not other like, you know, people in the witchy community that are like, that's awful. Don't do that because 
the people of us, the people of us, those of us, <laughs> people who are actually in the community are just like you just said, like, holy shit, that's resourceful. Right. Like how brilliant of her to use that. I think that's amazing. Um, yeah. And I, I firmly, firmly believe in that. And I harvest a lot of things from like the middle of the city. Like when I first started on my TikTok, I did a lot of harvesting videos where it looks really beautiful. And like, I'm in this kind of etheric um, green place. But if I pan the camera two inches to the left, it's like a busy city street, <laughs> you know, but I'm, this is what's available to me. And this is what my gods were calling me to do, because guess what? I live in a city and that's okay. That doesn't mean that the materials that I'm using have less energy or somehow diluted or whatever. Like, that's I think just gatekeeping (laughs) yeah I think that's so stupid I don't have I just don't like the judgments in general and I think even if somebody else doesn't practice that way and somebody else is like wow I can't believe she's in the middle of a city doing that okay cool do your own thing like don't knock somebody else who it's obviously working for I'm pretty sure you're not needing an opinion right absolutely which is the hard thing about social media it's it's such a It is such a beautiful thing for those of us who want to connect with other people and have like, you know, like content creators, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And you like connecting with people on that. You like entertaining people. You like helping people and you get a lot of people who support you and say, you know, oh my gosh, this helps so much. But then you've also got these people who are trying to like pull you off of what your path is and make you second guess yourself and yeah it's a crazy like cyclone it's a crazy world out there but it's it's beautiful to me and this is like a more recent viewpoint that I've really been trying to please give it to me because I'm needing a positive mindset right now oh absolutely girl let me help you out let me see what I can do so this is this is quite the book so if you are ready to jump down this rabbit hole more power to you but it's the raw contact and it was channeled by Carly Ruckart in like the 80s with the god Ra, like of ancient Egypt. And he is teaching the law of one. And this belief system will radicalize your life because the whole concept is that there is literally no such thing as good or bad. The only things that exist out there are catalysts. And you have the choice to decide how you're going to react to them. Are you going to react to them by being irritated and angry that, oh, look at this person and this is, you know, where they're at in their journey and God, they're just spraying all their bullshit out at me. Or, or are you going to turn around and be like, hey, I love you because you are man, just like I am. You are human, just like I am. You're divine, just like me. And this is where you're at in your spiritual development. <laughs> and I can't help you with that. That's a journey you got to walk on your own, you know, but it, it brings this awareness of how really one we really all are. And it also takes the, what's the word that I'm looking for? takes the evil out of the bad guys, because the way that they describe it oftentimes is that in the law of one system, there is two ways of ascending to and connecting to divine source energy. One of them is um service to others and the other one is service to self and when you look at the world from this perspective suddenly literally everything that happens makes so much sense all of the evil all of the bad all of the things that you don't want to see happening in the world those are probably people that are following the service to self mindset they are using manipulation and control over others to get to know themselves but the real mind fuck part of this belief system and this is where it really gets you thinking and meditating on, you know, what does it really all mean? And 
am I going to let this change my own behavior is if we're really all one service to self and service to others are the same service because we are all the same thing from the same place. And it just, I'm, this is, I'm not, I don't know if I'm doing a really great job of explaining this to you, but the, the, the belief system has really opened my eyes to understanding that everything that around me that bothers me and that irritates me um, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm projecting that out there. It is a catalyst that I get to decide how I respond. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And I try so hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I, I totally get this. Absolutely. I, I get so I'm having a I'll just be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll have advice. I'm having a hard time right now because I am being I'm being so aware of the way that our community is being silenced right now and I'm seeing the things that people in toxic organized rela- uh, religions not like not like I don't know how to explain it. I, there's toxic people in organized religion and there's people just in organized religion living their life and leaving people alone. Right. But there's such a double standard happening and I'm seeing so much like misinformation and just hate and like being tagged in videos all the time now because I'm growing a platform and people know what my purpose is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm having this hard time letting it go at night or like when I'm not on line doing that and, and, and immersing myself in that, I'm having a very hard time just relaxing at home at the end of the night and not being the like social media, fuck the system. Let's go witches person. I totally, totally understand what you mean. Trying to think of what would be, you know, most beneficial, because I think that like, I for sure went through like exactly what you're talking about, where it you, it feels impossible to let it go, right? Yeah. <sighs> let me think how I want to formulate my thoughts for just a second. <laughs> yeah, do it. I definitely am um, a big fan of guided meditation, and I do guided meditation. I also like. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm totally recording this sitting in my bathtub, which I've never done before because I just felt like I needed to like be super grounded, and I felt like water was gonna be very helpful. Oh, that's hilarious! I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm I'm doing the things. I just feel like there is like some some mental shift that I need and some different like skew and viewpoint that I'm just not seeing in this moment that I, I just need to happen because I would love to be able to just have like that positive flip back. And maybe it's reading that book that you're talking about. I mean, that will, I think, bring a lot of just clarity on this belief system of truly loving everyone around you. I, anybody who wants, you know, to learn more about love and compassion, I highly recommend reading The Raw Contact. And it's a very dense book, like I said. Um, but in it, they do talk about how Carly Ruckart, who is the main channel, the person who it's all coming from, um, is being attacked by dark negative energies on a regular basis. It's a constant thing that they are constantly having to battle. And it's this dichotomy, right? Because they want to, they need to battle this this dark energy that is lingering around her and affecting her health and prevent trying to prevent this contact from coming through. But they also are trying to live in the law of one. They're trying to live with love and light and divinity in their hearts, you know, and that's a hard balance to have. Um, And I think that, you know, the most important 
thing that I would say as far as managing that is first, I would always recommend doing energy reclamation on like a regular basis. Oh, what's that? TikTok. Huh? What's energy reclamation? Yeah. So this is, I mean, you can do it verbally. You can do it in a, in a ritual. I typically do it silently, just like in my head at the end of the day. And this okay. is something I do every day as somebody who physically provides touch and healing to people. Um, I will state, I release any and all energy, which I have picked up accidentally from clients or people that I've interacted with throughout my day. I allow any energy, which no longer serves the highest and greatest good to be recycled into the one true source creation. And I recall and reclaim any and all energy that was stolen, borrowed, or siphoned from me today and allow any damaged energy to be recycled back into the one true source creation. And then I think, you know, my gods, my guides, I, you know, am how for, uh, thankful I am and grateful I am for my life. And honestly, it makes like a huge, ridiculous difference in how I feel and my ability to forgive the people that pissed me off that day. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Okay, I'm going to do it. I see what I had my previous mission for myself was having gratitude for the things I already have. So that has been my nighttime thing when I'm going to sleep of naming the things that I'm grateful for and that I'm glad I get to wake up to tomorrow. And so now I've got to add this bad boy in there, too, because we can work on more than two healings at once. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) They, They go hand in hand. Why not? I love that so much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then I suppose, you know, the other thing that I would recommend to everybody is um, forgiveness shadow work, which I recently did a video about this on my TikTok because, you know, it's the one that no one really wants to do, (laughs) but it's the one that everybody needs to do multiple times. Like this is the one that you never are fully done with um, because we're constantly collecting trauma and things and, you know, all these things in our energetic body and and in our, our mind and, it affects us, you know, it's, it, it, we slowly come to a boil with it. And I think that some of the most radical things that you can do is practice self-forgiveness on a daily basis and practice forgiveness of your enemies, forgiveness of your parents, forgiveness of the system, forgiveness of all the fucked up shit that happens in the world. Because remember, we all agreed to come here, right? If we're going with the reincreation or reincarnation ideology, which I definitely believe in, we all agreed to be here and to experience this intense, you know, pressurized learning chamber that is earth you know that's why it's so hard that's why it sucks so bad that's why there's all this shit around us all the time and yeah there are a lot of people that are in really early levels of spiritual development that spew hatred and darkness and all kinds of crap all over the place because they have no idea what to do with their energetic body whatsoever and we as the people who have awakened at this really amazing wonderful time in our, you know, um, the soul harvest cycle, um, that's our job is to forgive them and to recognize that's where they're at. And that's rough, man, like, man, that's tough. But this is clearly some lesson you need to be learning right now. And unfortunately, I have to be okay with it. (laughs) (sighs) As you you talk, I'm just like, okay, so I've done so much of that work. There's definitely more that I need to do, which like sucks to hear. But it feels like there's never ending. I feel like this is the answer to my issues. So yeah, I mean, not like trying to like fucking take on the whole world. 
mm. kind of shit. Right. And right. And not being so pissed off at the man because I fucking hate the man. Oh, I no. <laughs> Yeah. I can't like I I hate everything that like it stands for and mm-hmm. um we're still putting women down, but instead we blame it on their spirituality now and we're still witch hunting them. <laughs> but we're oh, going to yeah. pretend like that's not happening and, and we're going to pay attention to all these different things that like have awareness. And yeah. um, I, I just think like, when does awareness come for like the spiritual community too? Because I've seen a lot of... Um, like Scientology is getting called out. I will always mm. repost when Leah Remini posts on TikTok about Scientology. And Absolutely. recently, uh, I think it was today actually that I posted, I reposted something she posted, which was, um, oh, what was it? It was like, I'm just waiting for like a lawsuit. Like if the things that I'm saying are wrong, like give me a lawsuit. And I don't, I just saw, you know, you know, the digital Snoop Dogg that has the digital glasses and joint that comes into his mouth and it's like, (laughs) yes, when they like make a point and it's like a (laughs) mic drop. Yeah. I loved that. I don't know where I was going with this, but, (laughs) but here we are. (laughs) I'm tracking. I get you. Oh, that's what's so funny. (laughs) Awareness. That's what it was about. Like, anyways. Yes. Yes. But I do know what you mean as far as, like, it feels like the work is never ending, right? Like, we're constantly putting in spiritual work, and there's always more work to be done. And it's also super easy for us to martyr ourselves and be like, yeah, like, I've awakened, and I have this knowledge, and I have to use it. I have to do something with it, right? Like, I clearly, you know, recognize these things for a reason. I'm here to fight all of this wrong that I see. And I would really dial that back in and recognize But when I connect with my divine and when I connect with my higher self or my guides or whoever that is for you, what is your mission here in this life? Is it to take on all of those things? Is it to, is it to be Supergirl? (laughs) When I have the conversations about what my mission is, I feel like my mission is to be a voice for women who can't be heard um, because of how they practice their faith that goes all around the world. There's still women all over the world who are being persecuted because of their religion on various spiritualities. Um, I know that it does happen for men, but it is, it is far more women, maybe because there's more women that are out in this community, but I want to be a voice for those people. I want to empower women who have been like put down and I'm not talking about being put down like by just men. I'm talking about women who have been put down by other women and who are scared to have friendships and relationships because they think that women that are successful means that they're mean or they look at them with judgment. I want mm-hmm. I feel that I have a purpose of sharing sisterhood with people. Mm-hmm. And I think that um I also have a purpose of not folding and showing people that like, you know, social platforms are going to ban you. You're not going to be able to have your voice here. You know, your podcast is going to take, you know, less monetizations. You know, people aren't going to want to sponsor it because of the stuff I talk about. Mm -hmm. And, um, those are just, so I know what those purposes are. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do definitely think that I need to do some personal work on, um, on just the other things. 
right on taking things on and being angry about them right carrying them around yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well i would definitely try out the energy reclamation and let me know you know how, how it works for you i actually will um and if it ends up being like super amazing i'll do a segment on it and i'll refer people over to you oh i love that thank you <laughs> yeah you're welcome and i don't mean like if it worked i just mean like if like I want to see how something benefits me. Everybody who hears this episode is going to know to go over to your page and try it for themselves too. So, absolutely, absolutely. Which I should create more content content around that. Um, I struggle with creating content, you know, in ways that I feel resonates and you know doesn't stir up too much anxiety for me because we were speaking about this before. I've definitely got some public speaking anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that being really aware of what's happening with you energetically um, is the key to living in peace throughout your life and starting to recognize, you know, the areas in which you are um, not allowing the energy to flow through you. Your chakras are, are blocking them and holding on to that stuff and learning to feel that when it's happening also really helps you uh, let it go at the time that it's happening instead of carrying it around for a while before you're able to let it go. Oh yeah. Feeling things isn't something I like to do. <laughs> i'm a gemini i just like to like stuff it down and just like rage on through life and then all of a sudden cry for a day and then be over it oh my god my wife is a capricorn and she is just like this so yes <laughs> i completely understand what you mean i completely get it um and it's quite a process i think that human beings were programmed to have that as an issue right just to make everything that much harder <laughs> right it's like avoid th feeling the things that you need to heal yes that's a great idea like awesome I'm so glad that we have that <laughs> well and not to like call my own self out and I don't know if you're like this but I don't realize that I'm doing it or realize like what needs to be healed or that there's a healing that needs to happen and I think I'm doing great mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden like you somebody, explode I explode or yeah. somebody says something in a conversation and it gets me and one of the things that triggers me the most is when people keep asking me for validation for themselves, like making sure that I'm not mad at them mm. because all of a sudden I'm like overanalyzing my own behavior and I'm having these like triggers of like, why would they think this? What's going on? Like, what about me? And then all of a sudden I'm picking mm -hmm. myself apart and I'm realizing all this shadow work that I need to start doing again. Right. Right. And that the cycle just sort of repeats itself. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Humans love patterns. <laughs> and I think that that's so deeply ingrained in us that, right, we create our own patterns of healing and we cycle through them over and over and over again. Um, and it just makes it that much more challenging for us. But I commend you. I totally am there with you. <laughs> oh, girl. Yeah, Shadow Works. Uh... Um, I've been doing a segment on my TikTok now mm -hmm. where I'm reading a page a night out of a witchcraft book and I'll be doing different books. And I was just thinking that, do you think oh, the raw, what was it called? Oh, the raw contact. Yes. The, I kept on wanting to call it the raw cutlery and that didn't feel right. <laughs> the raw contact. Um, do you think that would be a book that I could do like a page in three minutes reading it out loud? Um, yes, I think that you probably could, but the way that they communicate in this book is like a whole language all on its own. Oh. So don't be afraid to repeat pages if you're like, what the fuck? Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
um, just because it's the way it's channeled. It's just really challenging to understand raw talks in very strange ways. Like human beings are not human beings. They're mind, body, spirit complexes and names are vibrational sounds. Do you know what I mean? Like the way that they talk is in this like very scientific um, logical way. It's very. We're gonna work up to that then. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, gonna I stay with basic witches for now, and we'll go on from there. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could totally like meld this in somehow, and I'm no, I'm not a history teacher. I won't know. It's a whole thing. Yeah, uh, no. yeah. I'll do it <laughs> privately, and then I'll be like, it's really great. Get the book. Right. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) If somebody could walk away from your episode with one thing, what would you want them to take away? I would want them to know that when it comes to your practice, whether that's a pagan practice or witchcraft practice or whatever it is, um, there's no wrong way. Whatever way feels natural and intuitive to you and you feel like connects you to your gods or to your, you know, divine source energy, whatever it is that you believe in, your guides, um, is the right way. You know, I think that there's so much gatekeeping and like, especially in Norse traditions, I think that there's so many people out there that act like there's only one way to be a practicing Norse witch or a Norse shaman. And I'm here to let you know that that is simply not true. (laughs) Um, and I, you know, do as much research and, you know, learning as you want to do, but also always come back to your home center grounding of, you know, what your practice is and what is best for you. One million percent. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful message to take away and it goes in alignment with, um, you know, how your practice is all going to be individual. You're going to get individual things out of it and it'll be Mm -hmm. a unique experience. Yes. Yes. And I, you know, the other thing that I would say sort of tag teams off of that and goes back to, you know, my upbringing is I really encourage people to branch outside of their comfort zone. Like do not pigeonhole yourself into, I have to just read Norse texts. Absolutely not. Read about the Amazonian shaman, read about Native American beliefs, read about Druidry, read about all of these different, you know, things. There's a plethora of belief systems out there. And I personally believe that we're all you know, praying and worshiping the same thing, right? It's all divine source energy. It's all coming from the same place. And you'll find amazing levels of overlap and amazing levels of insight from reading things that are way outside of, you know, your specific pantheon. Um, So don't get too bogged down by I am this and this is what I must do. Um, Create, you know, the belief system and, and whatever, you know, works for you. And that can encompass a variety of belief systems and cultural beliefs and religious beliefs. Oh, yes. All right. Well, I think that's a beautiful message to leave with. Yeah. I'm going to put all of your social medias linked in the description so that everybody can go and follow you. Perfect. Um, I always say if anybody has a question about anything that you've said or about the way that you practice or wants advice to please reach out to you directly. Yeah. I don't want to be the middleman and try to communicate somebody's thoughts. (laughs) No, absolutely. I believe that my TikTok is open to anybody being able to message me. You don't have to just be my friend. So like, by all means, shoot me over a message, drop a comment. I try to be really good about responding to everybody. Um, So yeah, come on over. That's not a problem at all. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's amazing. 
All right. Well, I hope that you have a wonderful night. Your episode is going to drop this Sunday. Awesome. I'll look out for it. Well, thank you so much for inviting me on and I hope you have a really great night. You are welcome. You too. (laughs) Bye. Bye.